0: week six brought us a lot of field goals a lot of injuries and not a lot of points listen if you played for the 1972 dolphins that puts you well into your 70s so that champagne is a 2 p.m happy hour and this is the push-up Well, hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week. While I get you ready for the next, I'm your host, Scott Hogan. Joining us, as always,
1: it's... Dan, why did I pick the goddamn Eagles
0: right? Oh, yeah, Dan. You know, in a week where you could, yeah, take some
1: double-up advantage. But, I mean, Uh. a loss is a loss, is it not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, I'll take it. Listen, I don't mind... That I would have doubled up if I just picked against the Eagles like I normally do, like like God intended me to do. Um, <laughs> but I will take a I will take a heartbreaking loss with Jalen Hurts making bonehead fucking decisions, and I do love Micah Parsons just being like, you know Somebody threw three fucking interceptions, and I didn't hear a lot of shit Jalen mm. Hurts way. Yeah, that's although I'm sure there's a ton of Jalen Hurts uh, slander in Philadelphia. It just doesn't become national news, right? So, oh yeah, it's.
0: Uh, it's out there, and, and people might be getting a little bit more worried. And if you had one of those mm-hmm. teams that were near mm-hmm. the top, we're going to talk about all of it, and get us uh, get us a little bit of clarity on where that leaves us. Where does this Where does this leave the the race for for the Super Bowl champions here? Well, to provide clarity, it's now very unclear. Oh, <laughs> clarity, clarity of plenty there. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that the NFL keeps making these uh, seasons longer and longer, and the best players, the most exciting ones, can't stay on the field. I I made a list of these people that went on IR prior to the games last week. (laughs) Prior to the games last week. This is just real quick. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. IR; Dolphins running back Devon Achan. Achan. There, I'm going to get it right one of these times. Bills linebacker, Matt Milano. Bills defensive best. tackle, Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones is the ah, name I couldn't is. remember last year. Right, uh, Colts quarterback, uh, quarterback, Anthony Richardson, we mm-hmm. find out now. Shoulder surgery, that's the year for him. Cardinals running back, James Conner. Yeah, I forgot Your about that. Your Cowboys linebacker, Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm-hmm. That neck again. Uh, Bears running back, Khalil Herbert. Did and we forget about Trayvon Diggs? Hey, Trayvon Diggs, well, that was even... Weeks prior. This is oh, just. Oh, just last week. Between. Oh, yeah. Honestly, we knew like Justin Jefferson, a couple of the others, but this is mostly since we recorded yeah, and before the snaps. Uh, Patriots adds Matthew Judon, also on that list. Just. Tough. It just kept going. So, and now more have been added since these games. Mm-hmm. You, ta- you talk Christian about Christian Gonzalez,
1: too. Fucking crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You talk about it. I mean, everybody gets injured in this sport. And. Mm-hmm. When you have weeks
1: like this, it becomes a a kind of sobering fact. If you put together a team that never got injured, like just one team never got injured, I guarantee you they would win the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. Because no team ever has their full opening day 53 healthy throughout the entire year. It just doesn't happen. You're going to drop. You know, you're lucky if you get a quarterback to play all 17 games, let alone, like, all five of your offensive linemen all fucking seven of your uh of your down defensive linemen that are in the rotation like it just doesn't happen you're gonna be down a couple guys
0: my brother asked me today and we've never had this conversation but now we're at it hey how many people on ir can you actually bring back in a season and then how many can you possibly you know and i looked it up right it's like eight
1: yeah they haven't pressed it yet right Um, yeah, they haven't pressed it yet. I think this is a year they might be pressing it. And um, I, yeah. part of that was the consideration of moving to an 18 game schedule or 18 week schedule. Right. Um, and also COVID stuff. So they were able to increase the practice squad. They're trying to get uh, an increase in like active uh, rosters. Like they want to move it to like 56, 58 guys on the active roster. Or the roster, and then maybe game day actives are somewhere around fifty. I think that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, we're seeing. I mean, we're heading that way, where you might be uh, stashing good players for the second half of your season, and uh, having double, you know, eighty players active on your team, whatever it needs to be for them to get a a good, you know, serviceable game out there. We're going to talk about a handful of games this week.
1: A lot of backups. The Dolphins are actually a great example of this, just at the running back position. Yeah. You, know, you have Raheem Mostert, who obviously has, you know, had a great oh, fucking got some week, but we'll stats talk about on a him. Bit. Yeah. Um, and then you have Devon H. Hain. And mm-hmm. then Jeff Wilson Jr., who's just sitting there on IR waiting to be reactivated. You know, they've got three quality starters, and, and they, they need all need three. Them because,
0: yeah, yeah H. N. just went to the IR. Um, all right. So, so many fun games to talk about. Oh, real quick. We have a new. Uh, Awful owner of the league. Um, now that uh, um, what's-his-name's been kicked out. Um, help me out. I've already forgotten his name. This is wonderful. Oh, Dan
1: Snyder. Good. Yeah, Snyder, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry I had to remind you. <laughs> no, I asked for it. Since
0: Dan Snyder's been giving his walking papers out of the NFL League, uh, the at least press has been turned attention to Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell and a report coming out about toxic culture there in Arizona.
1: Michael Bidwell is a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Like, th- most owners are huge pieces of shit. Like, we've talked about this a lot, that there is no moral way to be a billionaire. Like, you kind of have to be a piece of shit in order to become a billionaire. But of all of the ones, like, you think about the old money, right? <clears throat> Sorry, the old NFL, not the old money. Like, the McCaskies that own the Bears, the, uh, the Maras that own uh, the fucking Giants, you know? Um, you have the Rooney family. You're like, okay, that's kind of a family business. Like, they're almost kind of forgiven for being billionaires. They're forgiven for being super wealthy. Guys like Michael Bidwell should be in that old money category. The problem is he's so fucking cheap and shitty that he makes Mike Brown look like a fucking spendthrift. That guy is like absolutely (laughs) shoveling cash in comparison to Michael Bidwell. They make you buy your own lunch. Yeah. They make you buy your own lunch. They had Steve Kime as like a shadow GM when he was supposed to be suspended for a DUI, like a totally legitimate thing to suspend the guy for. It's not like... Oh, there was some tampering with some draft picks. He committed a criminal fucking act. And they're like, no, 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 you still, you got to listen to that dumb motherfucker. Like, we've talked about how fucking stupid Steve Kime is. One of my favorite early episodes we did was me doing an impression of Steve Kime where he was <laughs> basically just the dumbest motherfucker you've ever met in your life. And they're like, no, we need you to have a secret burner phone so we can listen to that dumb motherfucker talk uh, to your ear the entire time. Mm. I don't know what they're uh, The Bidwell organization... That fucking guy flies his own private plane to games, and they yeah. did that in Hard Knocks to like humanize him instead of making him seem like an effete rich asshole, which is what yeah. he absolutely is.
0: You're right. We got a little look at him in the, the midseason Hard Knocks last year, which apparently they're not doing this year, unfortunately. And then um, the, there's just the turnaround so far. There was a lot of quick hiring and firing of coaches in that organization. Quarterbacks shown yeah. the door immediately. It just doesn't seem like there's a build up culture there at, at any anyway. so yeah it's going to be hard for them to get off the mat when this is the reports that come in um and then finally a uh, little editor's note um I, was, uh, I i i'm gonna admit when i'm wrong and uh last week one of our our listeners pointed out uh, garrett pointed out to me that he he has texted me in the past nice things <laughs> and when i took a shot at him as a joke, in the episode last week, because, you know, feeling down about that Vikings loss, he explained, he showed me that he, he has texted me nice things, which, to be fair, I erase, I have all my texts, like, I'm automatically erased after about 30 to 60 days, because I don't, I don't want the
1: government's nose in my shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I, looking through my own text messages with Garrett, I'm not going to prove this, um, <laughs> but there's a lot of racist things that Garrett said to me. Oh, wow. Well, he said, there's a lot of racist stuff. I didn't mean to start here. this again. Um. um I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to put the guy on blast, but I'm just saying like, uh, he actually, yeah. When, when I had my kids, I, I think his, uh, message to me was go fuck yourself and wow. your entire line. They it's pretty were, rough. That's it's pretty he's rough. Saying, he's a fan on the same team.
0: Taylor is that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> Dan, some weeks we get a decision on our hands. that's just too big to make. And. I am not one to make big decisions, so what I have done this week (laughs) is I have given the people two games of the week. That's right. How can I do it? How can you do two games of the week? Because I can, because it's our show. Why not? Because I said so. We
1: do whatever we want.
0: (laughs) Game of the week, one and two. Uh, We're going to start with the number one one that I'm sure made you... More happy uh, than anything and, and, you know, becomes a more important uh, one for us, you and me, of this push-off podcast. Ever since last year became, this, you know, this show became a very heavy Eagles hate show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose in New York to the Jets. That's where we're starting. 14 to 20. Hurts, uh, my God, three interceptions. They did have one uh, passing touchdown, one uh, brotherly shove. A.J. Brown looked really good. The Eagles' defense looked really good. Zerline kicked four field goals. Field goals, a running thing on this week, guys. There are some uh, good kicker games. Um, Eagles led through most of this. And, uh, in fact, their 14-3 to three was the start of it in the middle of the second quarter. Uh, and then their offense couldn't – they just kept turning it over. They, they kept screwing up in the red zone. Um Elliott misses a 37-yard field goal late in the game. Hung around there in the two-point two point vicinity, 14-12, uh, into the fourth quarter. There were points in this I thought, now nah, the Eagles are going to put it away now. Now the Eagles are going to put it away, and they just never did. It also started reminding us of that one against, I think it's New England early, where the Eagles kept giving chances to the other team, and the Jets are better than the Patriots this year. They took advantage of it. Um Hall with the touchdown and two-point conversion right after the interception, uh taking it back. It was at the two-minute warning. No timeouts left to the terrible, Jets. Terrible, terrible throw. And a kind of a bad
1: just choice of oh, play. Horrible <laughs> decision. No reason to throw the ball, especially to, number one, it's incomplete. That's a bad decision. You complete it to your guy, sure, but like two of the three scenarios that can happen there are really bad and they yeah. have no timeouts left. You can just run that fucking thing. You get 40 seconds off, punt it deep into the territory, and then you got to make Zach Wilson march down the field. And I'm like, I'm going back here, and I'm looking at the
0: stats. I go, you know, I didn't really write down any Jets once. Well, you go back and go, there's none to write down. They didn't nope. do anything. I mean, everything is under, Zach Wilson, under 200 yards passing. Yep. Nobody had over 100 yards rushing or receiving nothing. It's that defense, baby. The defense was solid. They kept turning the ball over, kept giving them more chances. Um the offense is doing like it's enough, but I mean, it's embarrassing when you're up 14 to 3 in the second quarter and you just no more points uh put on there
1: by the Eagles. That was the rough one there. So, I don't know if you're familiar with uh manna from heaven. It's in the Bible. It's uh, a sweet bread that's dropped by the angels. To feed the Israelites in their time of need. With the Cowboys losing the way they lost, I needed manna from heaven. And a juicy, tasty, delicious fucking Eagles loss is exactly what I needed to get me to rights. I fucking loved it. Um, I love the Jets this year. I love them on defense. I, ro- I love Robert Sala. I love the fact that um, Zach Wilson is turning into like what you want from a backup quarterback. Where it's like, hey, I'm just not going to make a ton of fucking mistakes. Which yeah. is exactly what you need from this team if Rogers is coming back this year. You just need to get him to a place. No, oh, wait where he a minute! Can... Wait a minute! You're saying
0: if now? Now wait a minute. I'm worried. I'm worried about this now because he's. I, I, we talked about this at the beginning. Um, I thought you even said something along the lines of if he comes back, you're going to take whatever. I mean, <laughs> what is this guy on that he could come back this year? On an eighth? He's the a devil. Tour?
1: He's the devil. Oh, we must remember that he is the devil. He is the literal. And you gotta remember, this is coming from an atheist. The boogeyman. But nothing makes me more uh, sure of the existence of a Satan <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers' continued presence on this NFL football field. It just, him? I just know it. I just feel it in my bones. He's the worst sort of person. Um, I also think I'm fucking. I would be so interested to just see him take the field in like week seventeen, week eighteen. And this is exactly what would happen. Jets fans know this to be true. He would take the field. Everybody would be like, yeah. And then four snaps in. That fucking thing would lampshade right up into the back of his knee. And we'd be like, all right, so that's the career. That's the whole fucking thing. That is exactly how it would go. He's going to push this. It's going to be a bad idea. And then you'll have Zach Wilson, who'd been taking body shots that entire week, being like, can't wait to get Wilson the fuck out of here. We got Rodgers back in. And he comes in shattered confidence and proceeds to tank the rest of the season. It's the way it's gonna happen is it's what happens for Jets fans. I guess if that happened, I'd almost it would
0: almost feel a little bit more like, okay, all right, well then that was expected. Because if he comes back at all this season and plays anywhere near like a full game, I'd be like, How the hell is that possible? It's not yeah, be amazing. Like, medically possible. I mean, we've seen what like Adrian Peterson did after he tore ACL, MCL, that stuff, but I mean that was crazy. That was freak body. That is as much as I've ever. That's the one thing comes to mind. But still, yeah, crazy. No, there was a couple other good ones. Guys who played on real rough injuries, finished. Philip
1: Rivers played with a torn ACL. That one, it was crazy. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that whole Uh, chance. Yeah, that was great. Anyways, um, that's just one of the.
1: I do want to talk about one thing, please. Uh, We, I said a whole bunch of crazy shit about Garrett.
0: (laughs) Um, We got to hurry back to this. No, no, because it ties (laughs) into this.
1: Okay. Sometimes you can just make shit up, right? And just because you think it'd be funny and, you know, it makes you guys feel better and, you know, you think, ah, this is a good bit. That is exactly what Robert Sala did when he was like, he's like, we may only have three wins, but we embarrassed every quarterback we played against. I just want to real quickly, you know, to go back to my receipts. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, played him this year. Dak oh. went 31 for 38. Uh, eighty-one percent completion percentage for two fifty-five and two TDs.
0: <laughs> Listen, they met him at a, they met the Jets at a point where I'm sure Will was not very strong. They were in a bad spot there. I'm going, just saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm yep. just saying. Let's if you pour. say
1: you embarrassed everybody this year, let's put some respect in Dak Prescott's name. Fair He's enough, having a good fair week. Enough. You know, I don't think you could have a better week than Dak Prescott's having. A win and a horrible loss by the Eagles. It's just the best. Yeah. But yeah, the Jets are making themselves
0: spunky but uh unfortunately i think if if there's not aaron Rodgers, if this is still the offense that that they're heading out there with if zach wilson doesn't make one big corner turn you're not going anywhere unfortunately you're just kind of hurting a draft stock spot but i'm sure it makes it feel good i mean it's more wins it's gonna feel
1: it's gonna be fun for the jets there's seven slots man there's seven slots you could i'm still saying it at nine and you know yeah but then what but then what is on my all
0: my Rogers point? Rogers comes
1: with, back in week eighteen, just the devil.
0: Yeah. Okay. If that's possible, then absolutely you you race for the playoffs. But they got a little time to get luck, the rested. They got a bye week. Oh, first of all, that's something we got to say. This is the very first time ever, ever that the Jets have beaten the Eagles. That's up crazy. It. Yeah, Congratulations. That's, that's, that's one of those Congrats. stats we like. I'm sure I pulled it out multiple times. First I think ever.
1: we talked about this last week, that I was like, they've literally never beaten the fucking it, yeah, Eagles. Yeah,
0: we should have, so I hope we did. But anyways, Jets on a bye, Week 7. There is a lot of teams on a bye, Week 7. Six of them, uh, once you get done with your count. The other game of the week, 49ers-Browns. Of course it is 17-49ers, Browns 19. Again, a game that neither of us picked. No, sir. Um, A wet one, an ugly one, an injury-filled one where it just uh, crippled the Niners' offense, as it seemed, when they lost uh, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and somewhat their uh, left tackle, uh, Williams, there at point two went out for a little bit. So, didn't help them. Also, that their kicker, Moody, missed two field goals, one from 54 and then the awful one from 41 there at the (sighs) end when he could have put it in um this one was 10 7 ers at the half browns took a, a lead um at one point in the third quarter but niners immediately uh with it again it was though in the second half of niners sec, uh, defense that was setting it up for them there was no movement oh, yeah. really on offense for both of these teams um we got pj walker for the browns first of all gotta bring that up which yeah. had no idea in fact up into the start of this game i didn't know who was going to be starting quarterback for the cleveland browns i assumed uh what isn't uh what's his name the hyphen guy again from la- the last well time.
1: they they talked about it on friday they're like it's looking like it's going to be pj walker And i was like oh my god was it uh dorian something yes uh, dorian thompson dorian thompson robinson there you go thompson um, robinson and so I was like, oh, I guess they're just, they've seen enough from Dorian Thompson Robinson. It was like, an ugly game this. that he but,
0: started against the Steelers, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't fucking, I don't, Jesus, man, I don't think P.J. Walker did much better, but P.J. Walker's a veteran. Yeah. You know, P.J. Walker's a guy that's had reps in this league, so I get it. <laughs> he also stayed steady when he made bad decisions, which is kind of mm-hmm. all you could hope for a guy captaining a great defense like the Browns have is you go, hey, just don't make a ton of fucking mistakes. I mean, he knew, I knew he threw interceptions, but I didn't think any of them were especially egregious. So right. I'm, I'm not going to lay that too much on him. i
0: just surprised he was on the team.
1: I feel like he's just maybe a guy
0: that's in a pool there for free agency, and anytime <laughs> somebody needs a serviceable quarterback they just throw a playbook at P.J. Walker to learn overnight, him, Josh Johnson, there's like a handful of those guys the NFL maybe just keeps on a short retainer. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, Anytime. for a while it was Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah, like, any hey, can QBs. It. Yeah, Andy uh, Dalton's in there, there now. There you go.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, they yeah pulls out the win here. It really though could have easily been another Niners like sneak out win, and we talking like well they snuck that you know save that one. So I think the you can't you can't be panicked about the Niners unless these injuries are going to hang around. Maybe they
1: are. I don't know. Yeah, two concerns. Okay, let me know. The kicking situation. Yeah, Going into was... this game, Jake Moody was 9 for 9. Jake Moody was 100%. percent he had kicked 14 of 14 extra points. He was good. He was a third-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Third-round draft pick. He was the second kicker to be selected uh, since, what was it, in the last 20 years with a third-round pick. The other one was Roberto Aguayo, who... Uh, uh, Roberto not in the Ligo uh, anymore. <laughs> fucking guy was taken in the second round, didn't last. I remember. Jake Moody was having himself a nice l- rookie season. You and I both know what happens to a young, talented kicker when he gets the fucking yips.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That, I mean, Daniel Carlson first... had to fucking had to move, yeah. had to go on his way, He was a, and he's fucking killing it right now. I mean, he had a bad game two games ago, but... This is a thing that's concerned. You know, you need a team like the 49ers. If you're not going to have an explosive offense for a while, you need a kicker that is going to be steady. That's going to make those fucking kicks Mm -hmm. and losing like the first kick. I understand it. That clutch one from 41. That's why they draft you in the third round, dude. That's tough. That can stay in your head for a little while. So I'm a little worried about the Niners kicking situation.
0: I think if you were – whatever fan you were, you watched that thing live, you, you shouted out loud. Could not believe he missed that. But, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, so from here, yeah, the kicker is, is the, your first concern. You said two. Did you name your second one after uh, Moody? What's your plan behind Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, on offense. Yeah, if, if McCaffrey's going to be hurt for a while. Now, an oblique injury I don't think is multiple weeks. It might be this week. Soft gotta, tissue. Yeah. Soft
1: tissue in the core. That's, I mean, you're going to be cutting, you're going to be doing that stuff. You're going to aggravate that on every play, on every betrayal. play, not a shoulder injury where you can kind of, you know, yeah. batten it up like you and it's shit. It's not even an ankle that you can tape. What it's, was the
0: thing we kept saying about McCaffrey uh, uh, when he got traded to the San Francisco 49ers? He's the best healthy. player yeah, on the field when he's on the field. So that's a good point. Uh, Debo Samuel's got a back injury. That's not a good injury to jump no. back from. Um, so, we'll. See. yeah, those are big old uh, question marks. That's true. Their offense certainly looked much more pedestrian when they lost them.
1: Um also it can stay real we gotta we can't sleep on how good the Browns defense is. One of the best. I, I think that's what's getting kind of lost here in the 49ers surprise is like if the 49ers had, had even like a mid like they had a bad offensive game. If they had even had like a middling offensive game, missing McCaffrey, missing Debo, I wouldn't have as many concerns. The fact that the Browns did what they did to them. Um, you know, you had fucking Brock Purdy just running his head up. Brock Purdy looked bad. Has Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy had. Like, it's his worst a, game.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, has he had a game like this in the NFL? Because I remember when he joined. First loss. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the the Niners were on the run already, kind of stepped right in, then he just kind of got rolling
1: and got better. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. This, this is, is some... his first regular season loss as a starter. And honestly, he probably would have beaten the Eagles last year if he hadn't gotten hurt. So right. he's been on an absolute tear. This is the first time we've seen Brock Purdy on his regression on his progression kind of just plateau and maybe even take a step back so wish you could have done that two weeks ago that would have been great
0: yeah is it is it something that's going to continue somebody in this uh, on this mic might hope so but before we get there let's talk about just because you know i'm not gonna who's to say when i'm going to discuss another vikings win so let's get to it right now (laughs) 19 to 13 we both picked it it happened in soldier field that's not something that uh i take lightly Um, Cousins, not a great day, but a touchdown. Vikings, D, a great day, five sacks. Um, Hicks himself got Defensive Player of the Weeks with an interception and a fumble recovery for a TD. Um, Justin Fields looked a little lost on their um, interception and then got his throwing thumb uh, dislocated in the third Mm -hmm. quarter. Did not come back, might not be back for a bit, and we got the undrafted rookie Tyson Bagent come in um he fumbles the ball, which gets that touchdown gives the Vikings a two score lead and then he settled down and then he got the ball out fast took you know took down the field what the the Vikings gave him they they kept being able to run the ball on us which isn't a, a good sign um got him a nice touchdown on a nice drive and I'm sure Bears fans is, you know, Any middling team, any team that hasn't been good for a while is always hoping that that backup QB comes in as just a star immediately. And I'm <laughs> sure there was that thought there at that point, like, here he is. Because this guy was the talk of preseason oh, yeah. for Chicago. Good. Tyson Bajant. I mean, he won out the uh, backup role from everybody else. Nathan Peterman was a scratch. You know, He was in, deactivated here as yeah, QB3.
1: Could, don't need Nathan Peterman. Uh, you know what that means? You're adequate. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's not a great uh, put into it, it. But anyways, he
0: comes in and yeah has that rush touchdown, but he did have the fumble and then he throws up a punt on a throw. Absolute yeah, duck. and I, I looked it back. And he didn't. His arm didn't get hit. It was just a bad slip. Gets picked off. That sealed it pretty much for the Vikings who escape
1: uh, Chicago with a win. I had to look it up because I was like. Tyson Bajan, like, in the uniform, he looks great. And then you see a picture of Tyson Bajan. He looks like a fucking guy that works at a West Virginia gas station. <laughs> and then yeah, I looked it up. He's from West, West Virginia. Virginia. I had no idea. They I said that like,
0: school is something like, it's like a stopover school after you leave West Virginia University. Oh, dude. If
1: yeah. But he, so that's the thing. This is his first live NFL, you know, motherfuckers getting paid for it action. Yeah. Didn't look terrible. Didn't look terrible. Looked like a guy that could move the offense a little bit. At this point, Bears fans are moving on from Justin Fields emotionally. A guy like Tyson Bajant is the perfect guy in your own brain, as a Bears fan, you can be like, all right, this is our bridge guy that we can bring the rookie along slowly if he's not ready, or it's actual competition for the rookie. It's gonna be a guy that, you know, gets live game action. Like, Bears fans are looking forward to what Tyson Bajant's going to be for the rest of the Of the season, whether it's, hey, clear the quarterback room completely, this, you know, everybody's junk. Um, Or if it's like, hey, we can hold on to this guy as a decent, you know, scheme fit backup for next year. So, as much as Bears fans are not winning, this Tyson Bajan thing, they kind of can't lose. You know, it's either shit or get off the pot with a, you know, young, uh, cheap backup quarterback. Um, You know, they can either move on from him very quickly or they can have somebody that they can hold on to for another three years.
0: I have to take two steps back here in this conversation and ask why we're moving on from Justin Fields because there was a point in this game where Fox and everybody was pushing, hey, listen, Justin Fields, you know, what, six touchdown passes in the last six quarters. I mean, he's the that's the best in the NFL. He had a bad... Day when he was out there against Minnesota, this dislocated thumb will be a problem for him until he gets it healthy, obviously, but it doesn't really limit his most impressive ability, which is eluding sacks and rushing the ball. There was a couple of designed runs for him in this game, but they had no running backs. Yeah, healthy. he had
1: 46 yards rushing. Yeah, that's pretty they, good.
0: There was no other options for the Bears to run in this game too, so they did their best with what they they had here. But oh, and then they immediately lost a guard in this game too. So I didn't expect the Bears to really put up quite a thing. I mean, you're right; Beighton looked a little bit more confident in there than Fields and at this game. But Fields has shown some real flashes. You think they should move on from Fields immediately?
1: I was talking about this uh, with a buddy of mine that I know he's a first round pick, but you know who else is a first round pick in that draft? Trey Lance. And you yeah. know what they got for Trey Lance? A fourth round pick. Huh? And that is you could say that the Cowboys would have, you know, maybe overpaid and that he's maybe worth a fifth round pick. What is Justin Fields worth then? A guy who has starting experience, actual, you know, fucking time in the fire. I think Justin Fields is probably worth to someone a second or third round pick. I mean, think about what they gave up to the Cardinals to go take Josh Rosen off their hands,
0: You know what Miami
1: gave up. I think you've got more tape, you've got more positive feelings about a guy like Justin Fields. I think you can get a late first, mid-second round pick, somewhere in there, for Justin Fields while you try to rebuild this really bad Bears team. So I think at this point you don't view Justin Fields as the future, because you're going to be picking probably two picks in the top 5. You have to view him as an asset to rebuild.
0: Or do you go get Marvin Harrison Jr? You go get everybody else that isn't Caleb Williams and ignore this guy that everybody is saying is a generational talent because you have Justin Fields and you're done. Oh, you're saying you should you need to get move on from Justin Fields, go get a QB this
1: draft. There's certain things that you can make peace with and, like, fans will forgive you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Keim, great example, right? (laughs) Justin, (laughs) Josh Rosen, fucking terrible decision in hindsight. Scouted him badly. So did we. You know, give you some credit there, Steve. And then right away, the next year, he goes, give me Kyler Murray. Give me my number one overall pick. It's Kyler Murray. And then Kyler Murray looks okay, and Steve Keim looks like a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. If you had well, held on to Rosen, he'd he been it. shitty the next year. They would have tied Steve Kim directly to that too and shipped his ass out two seasons earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so it all just kind of You're playing to protect your job. You're not always doing the thing that is best for the franchise or best for the greatest collection of players. Yeah. You're doing the or thing the, that is best for kid. you to keep your job.
0: Yeah. Everybody's kind of working from against that. That's true. It's going to speed up
1: GMs things. GMs want a affordable quarterback. With a ton of experience, who will win them games? Now, coaches don't give a shit. They want the guy that's going to give them the best chance in this particular game this week. So you're always at loggerheads between the front office and the coaching staff. The coaching staff wants the best available players. Think about Robert Sala. Robert Sala doesn't give a shit about you know Josh or uh, Zach Wilson's contract. He's like Rogers is better than you. I want him. You know. And luckily, the front office was enough in enough agreement that they're like, oh, this guy's the missing piece. But if you're the Bears' GM, the best way to save your job is to say, look, it's a full fucking rebuild. Eberflus is gone. Fields is gone. We're going to take assets. We're going to have a rough two years, but there is a plan in place. That's the best way to save your job.
0: We'll see how it works for the Bears. Now I want to talk about the team that won, my Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Obviously, this is the, the, the Lynch Point turning game. Everything's going to get nice and easy and simple for them from here. Right, Dan? Ugh. Oh, well, we'll start, yeah, let's start Monday Night Football. 49ers at Vikings, Monday night. Um, as we get through these picks, Dan is still picking ahead of me. I'm hanging on right there. I'm not going to let him go nowhere, though. Um, but, yeah, you, you got to pick first the 49ers at Vikings. This
1: is our first game for Week 7. I don't think your defense is as good as the Browns. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, as a Michigan fan, I think, despite me talking a little shit about Jake Moody's head, I think Jake Moody will settle the fuck down, and I think he will have a good kicking game, or he'll completely unravel and he'll be cut the next week. Um, I think the 49ers wind up winning this thing. I'm sorry, buddy. That's all right. I mean, this is prime
0: time. This is one of the furthest ways you can get from church, and uh, Kirk might not have, you know, great time at it. Um, they're at home, but these Niners, you know, are probably looking to right the ship. Here's the only, the only chance they have is... Purdy starts his yips um Mm. McCaffrey misses the game because he's still hurt and Debo you know is all banged up too he misses the game maybe they don't even have Williams in there you know if all those starters and stuff are out the Vikings have a shot in here but listen we lost uh Davenport now to IR again of course you did hurt his other ankle the other one he was coming back from um so, yeah, the, the the defense will be a little different and stuff, too, and, and all that's getting changed around. So I think the Vikings are building on something here, but I don't think they're ready for what is probably still the best team in the league. We should probably be talking about him still as undefeated if you know, Moody makes a 41-yard kick. That's it. True. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the Niners. All right, let's spend some time in the AFC. Patriots
1: losing in Vegas with Dan. Can I give you one thing to make you feel a little better? I know we just picked a Vikings loss. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Green Bay, not very good. That's next week, <laughs> week after that. Falcons, those are two potential wins. They're road games. Yeah. New Orleans Saints yeah. coming to Minnesota. You, could, I mean, you guys hate the Saints. You probably beat them pretty good. Denver Broncos, at the Denver Broncos. There's, Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's five potential wins right there, buddy. You can oh, be right back in the things. swing of this thing.
0: We got to lose to the Niners by one score, though, first. So let's get That's through true, that. yes. And <laughs> see how healthy we are, too. Um as I already said, Raiders beat the Patriots in Vegas. We both picked it. The Patriots are bad. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen to twenty-one was the end score. This game was three to thirteen Raiders at the half. Um, there's no real stats to talk about for the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones has had an interception. That's it. Garoppolo touchdown interception. Left to the hospital with a back injury. He can't stay on the field this year. Is not good. And now the backup that the uh, Raiders threw in there was Brian Hoyer. Hoyer came in, uh, completed this game, and Carlson kicked four field goals. Raiders. Raiders win it.
1: Yeah this uh, this game sucked. <laughs> it was, yeah, it wasn't that much fun, but it was tight. It it was I, yeah, it was tight. It was a competitive game, but it was like you know competitive slap fight with fucking idiots. <laughs> this uh, Mac Jones man, not good enough not good and he's getting decent protection it's not like the offensive line is absolutely fucking terrible his receivers are getting zero separation though yeah zero and There's I don't nobody know nobody that a exciting scheme. there yeah they don't have anybody like the cupboard is bare um, somebody was saying that this is the the penance for 20 years of dominance and that's fine but a guy like Mac Jones you don't root for him either so right. like watching him do this is almost sort of a fucking satisfying thing I'm like hey he kind of seems like a shithead fuck that guy um, and then Jimmy G. Jimmy G doing a Jimmy G game. He went 14 for 22 with a pick and a touchdown. And, you know, then he hurts his back. And then Brian Hoyer comes in and basically does a Jimmy G impression. So I, I don't think the Raiders are anything to write home about, but man, the Patriots are fucking bad. The Patriots are a potential top five draft pick team
0: yeah yeah and we talked about that I mean we brought up that joke thing about what if they're tanking but now it just becomes like a well they're gonna be down there actually yeah. um they're. I mean, this is them losing to what I believe is not a very good team in the Raiders yeah it's on the road no. but this is a loss to probably another bad team and when you're losing to bad teams you're just a really bad team so yeah I have a Patriots as a bottom five team right now makes a lot of sense there's plenty you put above them um and look at who they're playing next week. Another bottom five team. They're going to Chicago. Have we heard who gets the starting
1: spot for both of these teams? I don't <laughs> think it matters, honestly. I yeah, this is this is not a suitcase nuke game. But agent is going for the I, I think honestly the Raiders are a better team than the Bears. They just are. They're just better. Sure. Um they've got a better defense. Can you name uh two defensive starters in Chicago and I just watched it too um, I, fucking, I don't right. know I mean we know where they got their safeties it's Quan Brisker how's he doing yeah
0: like, Brisker actually looked good Brisker was in a lot of plays that game uh, we weren't able guy to guy. run it very well on him but we're not able to run it on anybody so
1: yeah yeah they got no front seven whereas the Raiders do have a pretty fucking good front seven they're not bad um, and Max Crosby's playing out of his mind. He's having a great set of games. So I know it's on the road, but I think the Raiders are a better team. They have more weapons on both sides of the ball. And the Bears, who the fuck knows? Could be Beijing, um, If it's Brian Hoyer, if it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aiden McNumnuts, whatever yeah. the fuck they're going to do. It doesn't matter. I think the Raiders win this thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm
0: with you too. I think whoever the backup QB is for the Raiders will play it close to the chest. The defense is good enough. They don't push anything too much and they'll be fine here yeah. in Chicago because, yeah, it's not, even Fields would be the one golden opportunity that the Bears have of, if he catches fire again and has a good game. He, they don't even have that. And I don't know how healthy these backs are going to be to take some pressure off Bajant or that offensive line. So things will get worse in Chicago before they get better. Mm-hmm. They'll just keep looking at those multiple draft picks in the early, early first round <sighs> they'll have next year. But I'm with you on taking the Raiders in Chicago. All right, one more game before the break, Dan. And it was uh, another one that was, my God, uh, a, a slog to watch. Nine, Giants 9, Bills 14, Oof. Sunday Night Football. Um, I told people, we were kind of like, don't watch, it's going to be ugly. I didn't think it was going to be this type of ugly. just thought yeah, Bills would bad. run away with it. It was 6 nothing Giants at the half, and then it was... That until the start of the fourth quarter was the first touchdown of this game. Bills take it. Giants actually immediately take the lead back with a nice drive after that. So it's 9 7 Giants, about 10 minutes left. Bills score the touchdown with 348 left. Um, they didn't get any help from their kicker, Bass. He had the bad game of the yeah. kickers this week, over 2. And uh, Giants had opportunities. They were given more opportunities with pass interference as the end zone. Maybe they were should have been given a third one, <laughs> mm-hmm. but
1: instead the Bills win it. This was a real junk game. There's yeah. once a year we've talked about this once, maybe twice a year. There's a game that comes around where you go, "Hey, you remember that Josh Allen film from Wyoming that made no fucking sense? Here it is. Yeah, it, yep. Here it, it's creeping back up. There you see it. Like that's just the part of him that can't go away. Um, they, they keep going back to calling him Tyrod. Did they say Tyrod? Yeah, it's they keep tarad? saying Tyrod. It's yeah. it's like, dude, he he corrected you. It's Tyrod. It's Tyrod. Please, Mike Tarico, come on. He disappears for
0: a, a season in there.
1: I'm back to it. It know. resets. Now it's Tyrod again. You sorry, you got to <laughs> tell me again. Um, yeah, I think the Giant. Dude, have you seen the Giants' offensive line problems? I, it was hilarious. Every Justin time. Pugh straight off the couch, but like they've got nobody. Like they don't have any of their original five starters. It is a completely different offensive line from the beginning of the year. And whoever is back there is under constant fucking duress. Constant duress. It doesn't matter. I mean, the Bills have a decent pass rush, but it's not that good. Um, It's not as good as you were seeing against the fucking Giants. So this felt very much like a trap game. Like you could kind of feel how, you know, sedate Buffalo was in the first half. Like they weren't expecting the Giants to come out and punch at all. Brian Dayball had a pretty good plan in place for them, they just don't have the talent. In place in New York. Like, they're just lacking on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saquon Barkley. Not defensively. They're doing okay defensively.
0: Saquon Barkley finally got back, like, game time decision health and touched the ball nearly 30 times. Like, he's it. That's all. Then they realized, like, shoot, we just got to feed him. 24 carries, 93 yards, under four yards per carry, but he was doing everything he possibly could. And you're right. He's dodging three or four tackles immediately when he gets the ball because that offensive line is shit. He's um, a
1: good fit with a healthy Daniel Jones because you go, hey, uh, Daniel Jones might run it. Hey, hey he's healthy Saquon. If great you don't fit have a, a good Saquon, offensive line, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. But if you don't have a healthy Saquon and a healthy Daniel Jones, Brian Dable's offense doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't because it's all Saquon all the time or all Daniel Jones all the time, and all Daniel Jones all the time is a shit show. But the end of that
0: game, now they. Gave them the other opportunities. They give them the the free down play. So it almost did feel like, well, you can't do it again. But when you go back and watch that play, damn, they probably should have thrown that flag at least one more time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a hole. You're stretching a guy's jersey, man. Yeah, they had all jerseys. Yep. And I'm surprised they didn't see it because it's a fucking ISO play. Face guarding
0: him. He was not turning to the ball. It wasn't like he was reaching up for the ball while he was bowling his jersey. It was straight on, so... Unfortunate. I, I get it because you're like, well, yeah, but we just threw the flag at the last play and we got him down there with a flag and there was another flag a drive before. Um,
1: yeah, just a bad one. Um, I feel like the NFL oh, didn't know. They're like, is the fix? Wait, which game is it fixed for? Like, who's winning this fucking thing? <laughs> we got to talk about the end of the half. Giants
0: <laughs> left the points on at the end of the half with the run with 14 <laughs> seconds on it, gets tackled in bounds. They can't line up in time to spike the ball. No flag or anything on the bills for standing there in the backfield and stuff. It's just like, nope, not enough time. Nuts. Yeah, made play. no sense. And that wastes time, you know, points that you know, six nothing giants could have been nine nothing there could have been much different. So, and you can throw that ball
1: two to three times from that position.
0: Probably should have thrown it. I heard it was a uh, he changed the 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 play to a run play. that Terod did so. I don't know. Yeah, not a Bills escape one. Bills escape one here, though, with a win. And so they're, what, still 4-2? I mean, I still expect them yeah. to, to make some noise. It's just when they have a game like this at home in a playoff game, that that other team's not going not gonna to lay down like the
1: Giants did. Well, they're doing that thing, right, where the Bills have been doing the past couple of years. They kind of play down to competition, you know? Yeah. This yep. should have been a blowout. This absolutely should have been a blowout. The bills are healthier, the bills are better in the first place. Uh, the bills aren't missing huge chunks of their uh, defensive line to go against the Giants offensive line. This should have been a blowout and it wasn't. And so I don't know what that is. I don't I really don't, I don't have a diagnosis. They are as you pointed out, still a four and two team. So it's like, do you do you make an issue of it? What do you do? They beat the shit out of the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, but the last two, the Jaguars. This maybe this is just a hangover for London. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, um, could be.
0: They uh, they got to go to New England this week. Well, there's a little get right. <laughs> get Bills healthy. New England yeah, be fine. Uh, Dan, you're picking it first. So anyways, yeah. Uh,
1: listen, we have not had glowing reviews of the New England Patriots, so I'm they're not going to shock anybody here. I'm going to go with the Bills on the road.
0: <laughs> I'm going Bills too.
1: Why waste time? Why 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 da- diddly daddly? So anyways
0: guys, let's take a break. This is the break time. When we return, I got a big old two-minute no offense this week. I'm push on through. And when we get back from that, all of the rest of the games picked for week seven. I'm gonna catch me. Catch me. Yes, this is the push out. Time to push through. Uh, I, put five, I put five games in this week in the ever-important, but always
1: quick, two-minute, no offense. Because no offense, you're probably finding yourself in this portion of uh, our program because maybe you're facing the Miami Dolphins again. Uh, maybe that's just something that happens to you. Maybe you made a horrible fucking trade for a guy that... Um, we gave like a mid first round grade to and Bryce Young and you're regretting this decision and you look at Frank Reich and it's, you know, it's like being in a, a loveless marriage that's been 30 years. You're like, what? why did I do this? What what time have I lost? <laughs> you know, maybe something like that is happening. Um, you know, or maybe you played the Jaguars. Ah, yes. Okay. Well,
0: anyways, you got a clock for me? I do. All right. Yeah. We got some pair
1: through. Yeah, here we go. Go for <laughs> right.
0: Uh all the way back on Thursday night when the Chiefs beat the Broncos in a bunch of field goals from Budker, Nineteen to eight. We both picked it saw come and
1: uh, God, Denver is junk. Uh, Russ is absolutely fucking cooked. Like at what at what point is this experiment just fucking over, man? He's just so bad right now. And
0: Travis Kelsey is awesome when his lady's up there in the booth. Mama mm-hmm.
1: Kelsey. And then uh the
0: Jaguars beating the Colts at home. Thirty-seven to twenty.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what though. The the Colts look spunky, man. They, you know, they got Gardner Minshew. They're not going to be a fucking joke for the rest of the season, but yeah, the Jaguars are much better. I just I hope uh Trevor Lawrence's knee is okay.
0: Yes, that's something to look for Thursday. We're going to talk about that, but Minshew wanted that uh that redemption too much. He threw those three interceptions. Was pushing it too much there. Jaguars yeah. Jaguar dominate. The the Dolphins beat up on the Panthers.
1: Forty-two to twenty-one, even though they spot the Panthers two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, this this was one of those things where like we talk about this this stubbing the cigarette game where they're like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> at fourteen to nothing, at no point was I like, I'm really worried about the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, watch this.
0: Look at that, cute. Yeah, um, we both picked that, and then we also both picked the Rams beating the Cardinals, twenty-six to
1: nine. Yeah, the Cardinals are bad, man. Josh uh, Josh Dobbs, the fucking <laughs> That's turning back into a pumpkin for him. Uh, not looking great. Rams are getting things
0: going, but they. Kyron Williams got hurt, but you know they like got cup. Maher, your old kicker kicking
1: well there. Four for four.
0: Yeah. All the kickers today, and then finally Lions beating the Buccaneers twenty to six. Kind of a boring game unless you're a Lions fan or someone that loved creamsicle.
1: uh it, well. Did you see the guy didn't want to trade jerseys because he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm not okay. fucking giving up my creamsicles. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I get to keep the creamsicle jersey. And the other guy's like, all right, cool, just send me one. He goes, that's fine. You don't need to give me that. <laughs> I, I love those sort of mic'd up moments at the end where it's like, understand, much respect to the creamsicle jersey. Ooh, that's two hard. minutes. But yeah, we, we talk about the two-minute, no offense, is uh, we didn't learn anything. Yes. You know, I didn't learn anything by the Lions beating the Buccaneers handily. I, I learned nothing. Buccaneers aren't a terrible team. The Lions are just good. The
0: Lions are good. Folks, the Lions are five and one for the first What's time happening? since twenty eleven. <sighs> <sighs> what is <laughs> happening? Wild. Congrats, Oli. I mean, it's been a long cold, cold, cold winter. So I-, I know they're they're everywhere now. They're taking over stadiums and stuff, and they're getting very loud, but I'm trying to remember how long it's been.
1: So I get it. All right. <laughs> can I can I have a small fantasy?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: I imagine this is going to sound weird, because, I mean, we're both still alive in the playoff picture. You know, me slightly more than you, but you <laughs> technically. You are. You are. I mean, you're not eliminated. You're not the fucking Panthers. Get back get back to your imagine, your, your <laughs> fantasy. The Lions win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Dan Campbell goes, I've done enough. I'm resigning as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go teach Pop Warner football. <laughs> I'm going to go build the next generation of football players from the ground up. And he proceeds to be, like, the number one trainer of, like, chill. And he starts, like, a small army of, like, really good, uh, you know, peewee football players that in 15 years are the number one players in the NFL. And they're all Dan Campbell aficionados, and they're all just eating kneecaps for breakfast. That's my dream. Dan Campbell gets to live a hero, like, live as a fucking, like, you know, tall tale, like an American tall tale. He's just like, I'm gonna go <laughs> you know, do this episode. in Texas. Yeah, he's the Paul Bunyan of football. That would be ideal for me. <laughs> they win a Super Bowl, he just walks off into the sunset, never becomes a villain. I never get a negative feeling about Dan Campbell. He just goes and is fucking awesome somewhere else. Um, I there the highlights
0: of him playing as the tight end in the league have uh, started resurfacing again. There's one of them as a Lions player getting on the sidelines, getting all pissed off, and he like drop kicks his helmet and almost hits a guy in the face. It was wild. Guy played with passion, he coaches with it too. But yeah, absolute they,
1: fucking meathead, I love him to death.
0: Lions fans do too. They got to. They got to. He's he's turned this franchise around. All right, Carolina Panthers, by week, week seven. The only uh, winless team in the league, the only team with a zero in their record books is on in a tie column, folks. They're uh, they are taking a bye. They're taking a bye here for uh, for week seven, so they're guaranteed they to. to remain at the bottom of the of the league. Um, and then I got three more four mark games here to pick here, Dan. As we run through, let's start with the Green Bay Packers going to Denver to play the Broncos. <sighs>
1: Denver's junk, and <laughs> with the Packers coming off a bye, I can't not take the Packers, man. Sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Packers I don't think are nearly as bad as as Denver is, and Denver's defense is getting worse and worse. Um, this could be a team that, that turns on each other very quick, so I'm with you. Packers on the road. But, you know, I'll cheer for the Broncos. Let's go Broncos in the afternoon there. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, fresh off their big upset, going to Indy, playing the Colts.
1: Uh, I I can't I can't pick the Colts man, I just can't. Uh, can I? Shall I? I shall. I'm gonna take the Colts.
0: Um, I have not heard if Deshaun Watson has decided he wants to
1: play or not.
0: He's, he's saying unsure. it's a rotator
1: cuff. You yeah. know, which is like bullshit. It's because Anthony Richardson has a rotator cuff injury, and he's like, oh, me too. I have that.
0: There's a report here from eight hours ago saying he can't put a timeline on anything, and he's unsure. It is weird to hear them re- releasing the stuff of, like, no, the...
1: Uh, he's medically cleared.
0: Yeah, medically cleared, and has been for, like, weeks. It's it's odd,
1: but... I'm going to take the Colts. Fuck it. I'm going to take the Gardner Minshew. I'm going to take the Jonathan Taylor-Zach Moss Express. I think they run the ball down their fucking throat. No matter what, what? the Browns actually... No matter who's starting to get I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go Colts. All
0: right, I'll go opposite in this one. I'm going to go Browns on the road. I uh,
1: love their defense, man. Their
0: defense, no matter who's playing quarterback, their defense is still one of the best in the league. I think they'll force those Colts into some uh, precarious situations, but that might be a fun one. All right, Steelers, they're off their bye. They're going on the road to L.A., playing the L.A. Rams.
1: I know they're coming off a bye, but the Rams have looked really good recently, man, and they're at home, so i got to take – I got to take the Rams, even though the Steelers have had some time to, to get right. I I just have to take them. No, yeah.
0: I think the Rams do uh, score more points than the Steelers. Steelers' defense can maybe keep them down for a little bit, but uh, they've got that Matt Canada issue, and until that gets fixed, there's going to be some some stagnant stuff there on offense. So, Oh, Canada. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, Canada. I'm with you uh, with the Browns. Or, excuse me, the Rams. I'm not with you because I picked the Browns prior. I'm with you in the Rams. All right. And then finally, Sunday Night Football. Ooh, we got ourselves a treat. The Miami Dolphins are going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. And the Eagles bringing in an old favorite of our show, Julio Jones, um, who I think is,
1: you know, our father, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Julio Jones, the man who ran the 40-yard dash in a 4-3 on borrowed fucking shoes. Yeah. Um, Or, no, Was he? did he borrow the shoes or did he have a broken foot? I can't remember which one it was, but it's some legendary bullshit. Uh, And let's remember, his name is not Julio. It's Quintoris Lopez Jones. Nice. It's such a fucking great name. So Quintoris Lopez Jones, returning to the Eagles, uh, the first time in my career that I've actively rooted against Julio Jones. Ouch. And I will continue rooting against him. I will root for the Eagles to fucking lose to these super fun Miami Dolphins. Does that mean you're picking the Dolphins? I am absolutely picking the Dolphins. I am too, Dan. I think the Dolphins put
0: more points Ooh. on the board here than the Eagles. I think the Eagles' defense is very good, and there's a chance that they can, you know, keep them down a little bit. But the Dolphins can throw so many different things at them. I don't know the health of Tyree Kill. He hopped off with that hamstring injury early there, and I think that's a big loss, especially if uh, A Chance gone already too. Yeah, they they almost were. I think there's offense there of, like, we just got fast players, man. And if those top fastest players are not on the field, that's scary. But Waddle's still there? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still plenty of weapons there that they can still put up the points that they put up. And I think the Dolphins are one of the best teams in the league with these Eagles. I think both these teams are top five, so I can't wait to see it. Um, That it's prime time in Philly is a little scary, but the Eagles are a little bit more on shaky ground, I think, lately than the Dolphins, so I'm with you taking the dolphins i like it all right dan another thing you're gonna like cowboys beat the chargers on monday night football 20 to 17 you had to wait a little bit longer to get that bad taste out of your mouth but here it is uh, um yeah give us
1: yeah you you jump into this one you take this one dan so um, I only got to watch the first half live, because if, oh, no. if you can hear from my voice, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, had myself a knockout night on Monday, <laughs> and I was trying. I was doing everything I could. I was like, uh, oh, Dak looks like he's mobile, it's scrambling. Oh, uh-huh. God, he looks pretty good. And I was out. And it so I woke was. up in the morning, and I saw the 2017, and I was like, let me watch this whole fucking second half, uh, you know, from the go. Um, our defense looked good. Our offense looked like it was doing its best when we were improvising, which is not great. Um, You know, it doesn't look like... Still, I don't know what our identity is on offense. Um, We fed CD. That's a great decision. Aside from CD, I don't know who we've got as fucking targets, but Dak was moving, um, you know, making plays with his legs, which he hasn't done in like two or three years. Um, So that made me really comfortable. Mm -hmm. These chargers defensively weren't as good as I thought. Um, It was good to see Tuli Tuli, Tuli-Poloto. Um, because we did like him. We got to scout him, and that was nice. Um, He looks like he's going to be a fun little player, but this is a defense that's full of more names than productivity, and that, I think, is coaching. Um, So, you know, you watch the Staley run defense, and he's supposed to be a defensive mastermind. It doesn't look very good. And then you watch the offense, and it's Justin Herbert throwing to Keenan Allen, and then, you know, who you got? You can't get fucking Austin Eckler up and running. Um I I'm just I'm not sold on the Chargers. I'm not sold on the Cowboys either. I'm just not sold on the Chargers as being um a real threat in the AFC. I th- I think they've actually regressed from last year watching games like this. And Justin Herbert's just trying to play hero ball and getting himself into trouble at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh I thought Eckler joining them was gonna be a big uptick for him, but it was there wasn't much there. Um they, they miss Mike Williams because now it's Jordan Palmer, who they had yeah. last year doing the same stuff. And they he's realized, fine as a three. Well, that's what they're saying. They realize it wasn't enough, and when he got Quentin Johnson, he was a first-round draft pick, and he's not seeing the field still. So that's a problem. But that's rookies, and it maybe it takes a little bit. So if he does catch up to speed and fills that spot, then I think the Chargers can make a run here. You know, if Eckler gets going like he used to, but it didn't look good. Um no. Who had the muffed punt? Was that you guys in the – yeah, but it was bullshit.
1: Um, you know, we, we just we got weird. He
0: blocked into him, but then touched it later. So anyways, yeah, let it to get it all tight at 17. So this was tight back and forth, back and forth. But then we um, were the better team.
1: It, it I felt think like the, the Chargers game.
0: were playing catch up. Yes, it did. Yeah.
1: It, it never felt like, oh, God, the Chargers really got us here. It always felt like, OK, we'll get another shot at this thing and um, and then the defense just slammed the door. Obviously, you know you love to see Micah Parsons get another sack. He's had a slow last two weeks, but yeah, when when needed, and when you couldn't triple team the guy, all of a sudden, oh yeah, there he is in the backfield, uh, right. sacking Justin Herbert. So yeah, yeah, it makes me feel a lot better about our defense. Makes me feel better about what our offense can do when the the leash is off a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's a great time to go into a bye week at four and two.
0: Yep, Cowboys on a bye week, week seven. If you can beat the Chargers at home and hold them to 17 points, I think that puts your defense in a better spot. Um, The Chargers, not getting easier for them. They go on the road playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, usually this is the team in the division that can give the Chiefs a problem in their home stadium, about the only one over the past uh, five seasons or so, Uh, maybe the Raiders a few years back. But now, yeah, Chargers at Chiefs. Um, Is anyone going to catch these Chiefs in division, Dan?
1: Uh, no, but it doesn't mean the Chargers won't win. I um, yeah. yeah, I think the Chargers, we talk about this a lot, that teams are designed to beat their division rivals, not necessarily other teams in the league. They're designed to beat the leaders of the division. And the Chargers were built to beat the Chiefs. And I think they will. Um, I know we've talked... <laughs> Garrett's not going to like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I I, I apologized. <laughs> I And then I doubled down and made some pretty outrageous comments. You certainly but did. I think... I think the Chargers, like I said, are designed to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs have not looked like world beaters, um, and the Chargers desperately need a win. I, it doesn't mean that the Chargers at three and three are a real threat to a five and two Kansas City team. I think Kansas City still wins the division, but it's something the Chargers absolutely need to have um, because I think if they go two and four, and the Chiefs are six and one, that's a real hard. Uh, lead to come back from even with another, you know, fucking ten games to play. That's just a real hard uh, pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough. It's it's late start there in Kansas City. Um, and the Chiefs have plenty of stuff to be excited about and everything. And and I don't know. I mean, it just seems like everything's kind of falling their way. flax and whatnot and all that stuff. So it's hard to pick against the Kansas City right now. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. You said you took Chargers here in this I'm one? I'm
1: taking the Chargers, yeah. Right, taking so the Chargers now, on the road.
0: We got another one opposite. Um, until the Chiefs, I mean, I do think the Chiefs' offense has issues, and they're not what they once were, but. We traded for saw, me, Cole Hardman today. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And um, Frank Clark might be returning, too, as he got cut. <laughs> so they just bring is that him officially, back he,
1: your, Is he officially cut?
0: He was officially cut a couple days ago, yeah. <laughs> he might, yeah, Broncos cut Frank Clark. Oh, yeah. And situation. now he might be he was visiting the Chiefs like today or something, so he could be there too.
1: Gotcha. Can't Oof. say bring back what all those. Terrible fucking hit. signing. <laughs> all right.
0: Commanders. Dan, you picked them to beat the Falcons, and they did. This is the one you got over me. We didn't have many picked differently, so you got this one. Uh Hal had a good game, three touchdowns. Ritter did not. Three interceptions. I mean, Ritter had over three hundred yards passing and two touchdowns, but those interceptions. Oof. You can't come back from those. London had maybe his best. In this, you know, you take the code with the bad here. London had maybe his best game of his career. Kyle Pitts got eight touchdown. Falcons D got five sacks. Um, I picked the Falcons to take care of this, but instead the Commanders hand Desmond Ritter his first loss at home in college and in the
1: NFL. A lot of firsts this week. A lot, a lot of firsts. Of first win by the Jets against the Eagles. Um, I am not super impressed by the commanders. I am perhaps less impressed by the Falcons. I guess that's where we're at, yeah. If you told me, though, if you said, hey, what would you want? Do you want to be done with Desmond Ritter and know that he's not going to be your starter, but you can see the promise in Drake Lennon and Kyle Pitts? Mm -hmm. I think anybody takes that. Yeah. Anybody goes? Oh yeah, I'll take yeah. Desmond Ritter is not part of the plan anyway. But you need to see games like this from Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So I know that this isn't a moral victory for the Atlanta Falcons by any stretch of the imagination. But for aficionados of the uh, Atlanta Falcons organization, this has got to make you feel a little bit better about two pretty early draft picks that have not really panned out recently. So um, yeah, if. Whoever we've said this before, whoever is the quarterback next year, gets Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson. Atlanta is ready to rebound, even if they only have another four or five wins for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah, if you're building a team, you play it this way. I mean, last year was the kind of running in place with um, uh, Mariota. Mariota, and then you're right, Mariota's how it's pronounced. You're right, thank you. And then um, so you drafted Ritter, you had him sit for most of the year. Give him this full chance, and this is what we're seeing. And, unfortunately, he is just not enough. He's not enough to get this talent over that hump. Not the and guy. And make them become, yeah, a top-tier team. So, uh, congrats to the commanders. Congrats, Dan. You got him to do that pick right. What will you pick? You know
1: I'm not happy about picking the fucking commanders. Oh, well, are,
0: maybe you don't have to pick them then as they go to New York this week. You can pick your lovely giants as you love. <laughs>
1: I commanders and Giants. You, no, you have to pick this game. <laughs> I know. Well, so here's what I'll say. The Giants' defense is good. The Giants' defense is good. The Commander's defense is good. Hmm. All right? Is good. The Commander's offense is fun and stupid. The Giants' offense is stupid. <laughs> so just by that stretch, I want to go, I want to say the win is the Commander's, but this feels like a three-point game. And it's the Giants at home. I, I'm gonna take the Giants. I know it's stupid. I'm gonna take the Giants. I feel like they win this one. I feel like they go two and five. I feel like the Commanders go three and five. I feel like neither one of these teams is gonna make the playoffs, and this is kind of the start of that. You know, the start of like, oh yeah, no, we're we're a bottom fifteen team here. Like we're both bottom fifteen teams, but I don't think the Giants are truly a bottom five team, and I think okay. that's the yeah. difference.
0: But. Barring a tie, I think that's probably your best outcome <laughs> because that's the, the the way that these records are that muddles them a, a little bit more for you in this division, so you don't have to worry about these two guys like you did last season. Um, yeah, true, I think it could. I think it is a closer game than the the commanders would like to hope because uh, the Giants have been so bad this season. But uh, in New York, and. Saquon getting healthy and stuff like that. I don't know what the deal is with Daniel Jones. I still think the Giants' offense uh, won't be able to put enough points on the board. Commanders, in some way, even in their their down weeks, put a lot of points up. So I like Commanders yeah. on the road here. I'm taking opposite you again. That's fair. Um, another game to pick, Falcons at Buccaneers. So we had the NFC East. Here's a little NFC South taste. Falcons off the loss, Buccaneers off the loss. Who's going to take the South, Dan?
1: I'll tell you what, the Buccaneers got beaten by a really good Lions team, but they didn't embarrass themselves getting beaten by a really good Lions team. And you know what I haven't done a lot in the past two seasons? <gasps> I haven't fired the cannons. There they are, boom, boom. So I'm going to fire the cannons for, uh, for young Baker Mayfield uh, having a resurgent. Year And I think Mike Evans still has to get to 1,000 yards this season. I think he puts another 100, maybe 150 yards on this Atlanta Falcons team. Um, yeah, I think Tampa at home, this is another one of those toss-ups for me, so I'm going to take the home team and I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Although, weirdly, uh, this season, the home team, losing record.
0: Oh, you mean all in total?
1: All in total. There's another crazy stat that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, crazy stat. One. So far, the home team has uh, has actually been the losing team.
0: I'm waiting uh still for my Vikings to get their first win at home. So that makes sense. Um, Falcons, Buccaneers. I'm with you though with home team here. I'm firing the cannons too. I think Atlanta is a better team at home. Desmond Ritter obviously is. So away from the friendly confines of Megatron's butthole is the benefit. <laughs> I
1: always forget about that. That's so good.
0: <laughs> the benefit of the, of the the pirate ship. I'm taking the bucks with you. All right. Um, here's the game. No, this game we both got right. Uh, Texans beating the Saints. We both took the Texans yep. at home. Twenty Saints, thirteen. Carr had a good game. Three hundred fifty-three yards passing and a touchdown. He did have a pick. You got Kamara going. You got Shahid going. I mean, I don't know if Shahid's a running back or a wide receiver. That number twenty, the, the, the throw twenty-two throws me. That's
1: that's an emerging position, though. Are you a one running back, wide receiver, Cordero Patterson? Can't tell you either. Yeah, I'm a playmaker. Uh,
0: Stroud. Another good game, two touchdowns. Did have a pick himself? Uh is pick. Yeah, that's right. That there you go. That was a good point. I didn't bring that up, but he had the record for starting a career going the furthest without an interception was once held by Dak. He beat him by like twenty some almost Yeah, I mean it's a full game. Damn. Good work. Yeah. Um this game was though it was tight. Uh, Saints didn't let the Texans run away with it, but they kind of played catch up the whole time it was 1017 Texans at the half both teams just a field goal uh mustered in the second half as the as the offenses withered away this week
1: yeah I think CJ Stroud I mean, did you think going into the season that this is the season we were going to get from Houston and even like competitive Houston Texans team like they're so ahead of schedule it's crazy yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they spent Rines.
0: they spent a lot of years behind schedule. I mean, they 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 that's got true. they got good finally, and then the Deshaun Watson stuff really screwed them over, and they had yeah. to like reset fully. So,
1: and B O B trading fucking Hopkins for nothing for yes, penis. For, for, for me, this is Johnson. almost
0: about time for the Texans in that organization that's still very young. So good. I mean, I'm just surprised C J Stroud. C J Stroud still. I, I know you had him high, but I never thought he'd be doing this this fast in game. I mean, six. this is
1: great, but this is exactly so. Here's the weird thing: we talked about this in the in the pre-draft. I don't know how much better C.J. Stroud gets, and it's weird
0: I mean, we're talking about this in a game where he had under 200 yards passing, but he just looks comfortable, is what it is.
1: And and that's the thing: it, there's no point in the in any of these games of the season where I'm like, "Holy shit, C.J. Stroud has got that fucking thing." True, you know he's true, but he's you go C.J. Stroud is a is above the Dalton line. You know, yes. he is above the, you're like, you don't need to replace CJ Stroud. And for CJ Stroud to be CJ Stroud level while you surround him with young talent and he's on a team friendly contract for five years, I mean, if anything, a moderate CJ Stroud production levels means you don't have to re sign him to a crazy extension after year three. Where would you, know? you put him, above the Dalton line, where would
0: you put him, like a, a Stafford? Like, if they don't get him enough talent, it'll be wasted there kind of guy?
1: No, I I mean, I would put him around the Dalton line right now, where it's oh, like, okay. Okay. when you are surrounded by talent, you will look like a Pro Bowl quality quarterback. Okay. If you are not surrounded by talent, you will look like a guy who needs talent around him. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's a fine place to be. There's 20, 30 quarterbacks in the NFL that are, you know, fit that criteria. There's only like five, six, seven, eight guys that are like, oh, I'm a game changer. Like you put me in there, it really doesn't matter. I'm a game changer. Um, I don't think CJ Stroud is that guy, but like I said, there's only eight guys that are, and most of them are retiring, and one of them used to be Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. Um, Texans get a bye week this week. They're another team that gets the the week off here. Happy Um, bye week for them. And a three and three... Gotta be feeling good where they're at, like exactly what you're saying. Um, the Saints, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what they are. I really am. Uh, they seem to be able they to put know. some points on the board. Car will fling around the field through 50 times this week. Uh, they can
1: I, put yards on
0: the field. They can't yeah. really put points on the field. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, just s- settling for whatever. Uh, so Thursday night football is in New Orleans this week. Jaguars at uh, Saints. The Jaguars got multiple games in London, then the one at home against the Colts that they can always beat. Now it's time for a short week. Um, Dan, who do you like? Who do you like? Jaguars or Saints?
1: I am conflicted because of the Lawrence injury. Yes, that's where I'm at too. I think we would both fairly say if Trevor Lawrence suits up, I feel like Jaguars are probably going to win this thing. Trevor Lawrence doesn't, and there is a backup there in Jacksonville. Who is the um, backup in Jacksonville? I, they haven't needed to know. You know, it's been slept. Trevor Lawrence and that's that's all you need. Um I actually don't know. It's a good question.
0: Well, I are looking J. at CJ Bethard. Oh, wow, okay. Okay. Yeah. I do think okay. they had him. CJ Bethard,
1: I'm definitely taking Derek Carr.
0: It's Thursday yeah. night in New Orleans, so uh contingent Lawrence is your pick.
1: I'm going to say contingent Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville just has their offense has looked really good over the past couple of weeks. It seems like they're in a good rhythm. And to your point, New Orleans can put up you know yardage, but they can't put up points. Um, I'm yeah, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. That is exactly
0: my pick too. Contingent Lawrence. I'm going Jaguars on the road in New Orleans. A uh, couple things. I think the Jaguars are playing the smart. They're being like, no, he's fine, he's fine, um, all week. But it is a short week, and everybody's like, look, we're not idiots. We're not going to assume it until we see it. So we'll see. But I do right now believe he's going to play. So um, unless he's really hobbled on that, I think he is fine. And it could just be the bruise or whatever that they're talking about now. And the other thing is, is this whole thing that happened last year with the whole it's hard to win on the road and Thursday nights, it almost feels like teams are figuring it out a little bit. Like maybe yeah. this year is when it's clicked. And they're like, no, I think I can – Um, didn't happen, you know, with the chiefs there last week, but it did two weeks ago. So I'm going to, I'm with you. I'm taking the Jaguars on the road on a short week, beating a Saints team that I just think they're better than.
1: Yeah. I, I would be impressed. Well, not impressed. I'd be intrigued as to see if it's CJ Beathard or if it actually winds up being Nathan Rourke. If you remember, he had a great preseason. He's that guy from Canada. Mm. Um, he had a fucking nice preseason. Uh, I want to see if maybe they give him a shot at it.
0: Short week, you give it to the guy who knows the playbook better. I, I assume that's yeah, I better. Think so. But, yeah. I, I like the idea of yeah, putting a young guy in there, but on the road, too, I have. don't know. Anyways, uh, since you took the... Um, which game did you get from me this last week? I was looking at the wrong week. You picked the uh, Commanders one over Falcons for me. I needed to get one to keep it even, and I did, getting the Bengals over the Seahawks. Yeah. 17 to 13 was this one. A tight one, a defensive one, um, two. Geno Smith, though, over 300 yards passing, just two interceptions. Burrow, two touchdowns, and one interception. Bengals with the four-point lead at the half, 10-14. to 14. Um, The Bengals' defense in the red zone basically had a huge second half where Seattle moved the ball constantly and just couldn't get points, settled for stuff, tried for more points, and could not... Catch up with Cincinnati and the Bengals pull out a pull out a big one. I think on at home
1: in this one. Yeah, I didn't love the Bengals' offense. Was not super impressed with their output. I thought uh, the defense absolutely bailed them out on this one. Um, Burrow was Gino pushing
0: was, passes to yeah.
1: <laughs> the chase, yeah, he was, his interception he was like. Was like his, Give it a chase, cause I don't yeah. want him yet mad at me. <laughs> yeah, gotta be Jamar, Jamar on everything, and he's yeah. just double covered. So yeah. you know, it's gotten, he's gonna make plays, but yeah, Joe Burrow seemed to have a bit of tunnel vision there. Um, uh, Gino just making bad decisions, like um, yeah, yeah, bad interceptions. I, I think they were the better team, honestly. I I know that I picked them. I know you know there's no such thing as an emotional victory in the in the W columns, but I felt I still felt like Seattle was the better team in this. Um, against these Bengals, but you know this is what happens when you go on the road across the country. It's tough. Um, Bengals needed this badly uh, to go three and three to stay alive in the AFC North. Um, I still think the Seahawks are probably one of the better teams in the NFC. Yeah, me too. Um, and are going to be a wild card, especially playing behind those Niners. But yeah, this is this is the sort of game um, that they're going to really wish they had back when it comes to playoff seeding at the end of the year very tough division in the west of the rams are going to be for real too
0: um but yeah i think the pangles i don't know if this means they're fully back this one was a tough one but it's seahawks are a tough team um just very impressed that watching back like the highlights and being like bang seahawks moving the ball moving the ball how come they only got 13 points yeah. and the you know hendrickson and you know, the pass rush got there at the right times on the right plays and stuff like that, and that's how the Bengals won this game. So congrats, Bengals. Take this win into a bye week at 3-3. Three and three. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they were kind of at the spot last year, so if, if you get into the playoffs, you're a good enough team that if you're healthy enough, the Bengals could make make a mess. Um, All bad staying healthy, man. Right. And then the Seahawks come home for the Cardinals to visit an AFC West
1: matchup, uh, Cardinals at Seahawks, Dan. Uh, we gotta go, Seahawks, man. I mean, I, yeah, I, the Cardinals are terrible.
0: Yeah, I think Seahawks have a get-right game here too against a Cardinals team on the road. Um, you know, it's a divisional game; things can get weird, but I like Seattle. I like them a lot. One more game from the week, Dan. Let's talk about the London one. Uh, Ravens Titans, twenty-four to sixteen. This game was close, but again field goals um Ravens defense did have six sacks but Tucker had six field goals he did miss an extra point just I guess make it fun yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean I mean what's the point of you know living if you can't occasionally miss one right um yeah I thought Ryan Tannehill just didn't just didn't impress. Uh, I know Malik Willis, the stat line looks okay for him, but God, he was making terrible fucking decisions. Well, that's what it was. Uh, Ravens
0: were up 18-3 to three at the half. It looked like they were going to run away with it. And then as soon as the Titans started making the comeback, because when Tannehill hurt his foot, ankle, ankle. And then yeah. I was like, well, there's not going to be a comeback happen with Willis in there. And sure enough, there wasn't.
1: But they kept running it with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry it does not look like you know he's slowing down. Um, somebody mentioned the Tennessee Titans at two and four real tough road to hoe to get to the playoffs. Derrick Henry is an asset that you can use, especially if you don't feel like you've got your quarterback of the future. He's a 29 year old running back with a pretty big contract. What are you willing to give up? But he's clearly still got some tread on the tires. If you're like a team in desperate need of a running back, Derrick Henry would be fucking cool for the rest of the year. Because um, I don't think these Titans are going anywhere, honestly. After watching these these past couple games, their defense is really good. Their offense really can't do anything but you know give the ball to Derrick Henry every once in a while, and just not enough for him to really get going. So, yeah, I'm just I'm not sold on Tennessee this year. Well, we're
0: finally at the time where we decide where they're going in the future because Tannehill's yep. going to probably miss time. So, who do you put out there as quarterback? I know Will Levis was hurt to start the season, if it was preseason injury, whatever it was, but I never was told it was going to be bad enough that he was going to miss seven weeks or whatever. So either he is that far behind in the playbook and Willis gets the start here, or you put Levis in because you drafted Levis this year after you had a whole year with Willis to learn this offense. And I've seen what Willis has done with the ball. So for me, I don't know. I don't, I'm very interested to see who have they talked about who's going to start quarterback in this oh no they have a bye week excuse me Titans can go into a bye week after this so we get to wait a whole week to see who's going to come out of this if if they rush Tannehill back from an injury that even tells me more that it's just okay you're gonna meddle and you're not gonna do anything because the Titans need to figure out their quarterback issue well it's a high ankle sprain
1: right which means he's not coming back next week either So I think this is a great opportunity in the bye week to be like, all right, let's split fucking reps. You know, I'm gonna go into this this bye week. We're gonna split reps, and at the end of this bye week, I'm gonna figure out who the fuck my starter is. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he's gonna get all the reps leading up to the next game. I think that's the best way to do it. I think they'd love if it was Will Levis. Um, I think Malik Willis left a lot of left a bad taste in people's mouths last year with how poorly he performed. Um so I think they'd love it if it was Will Levis. He's got more recent draft capital. He's got another year of team control. So if it was Will Levis, they'd be excited. But I don't know if it's either one of these guys. But it, you got to got to wait till Will Levis gets in with some live fire. It's been a pretty good draft class for quarterbacks this year so far. Yeah,
0: this coming year. So you kind of figure you got to figure it out if you need to make, keep moving on it. All right. Uh the only other game then that we have left to pick is Lions at Ravens. Fun. Yeah. Fun one, legit, yeah, fun one, yeah, Legit Fun one, yeah. So Detroit going on the road to Baltimore. Dan, who do you like?
1: Baltimore hurt. Lions are hurt. Yeah. Detroit's fun. Baltimore's fun. Uh, home teams haven't had the advantage this year. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I want to see. I want to see Dan Campbell, Johnny Appleseed, his way into the sunset. <laughs> And I think another win here, because if you go six and one and you beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, that gives you a very different energy than being five and two with the Ravens being five and two as well. You go, okay, well, you're maybe you're not that next level team that we're looking for. So I'm going to pick the Lions on the road against Baltimore, even though you know, you know how much I love these Ravens. I mean, I feel like right now the Lions are playing
0: better football. I have them winning too on the road here in Baltimore. Um... I just think they'll put on more points than the Ravens. The Ravens like to control the ball and that's fine on offense and stuff like that, but I think the Lions can do more with that. I'm a little worried about the Lions rushing game. I know that uh Montgomery went down hurt. Gibbs was already out last week. I don't know who yeah. all they're gonna play with there, if it's just like Reynolds running it. You know, they kinda need some backs. That that's a uh complimentary offense that they run there but is uh, josh
1: reynolds a wide receiver
0: running back Mm -hmm. they have two reynolds right they have like a a reynolds wide receiver and a reynolds running (laughs) yeah what do you do you just get two of them you just get all of them yeah so but i'm with you i'm taking lions on the road yeah all right so we have some games picked the same some games picked different we got a, a wild one here to come uh last week i was two games behind dan uh at 47 he had 49 and again, we only had the two games picked differently. Split them down the middle. We knew it. Um, Watch it on Sunday. So Dan finishes the week at sixty-one. I'm telling you, at fifty-nine,
1: not bad. Not a no. Bad actually, lead. our
0: stats are pretty good for yeah. for experts and otherwise. Just take a look. Take a look, you guys. Through six weeks, we're doing all right, man. We're doing okay. So there you go. We're gonna get to wrap up this show. Uh, I'm gonna wrap you up here with some some quizzing and uh, and crazy stats here before we wrap up the the evening. Um, the only thing we really have here is kind of catch Dan up and catch everybody up on uh, some some league leaders for this year for 2023. So Dan, who do you think is leading in QB touchdowns right now? QB touchdowns. Yeah, who has the most <laughs> touchdowns in the league right is, now? It, is it gonna be my boy Tua? Tua does with 14. Yeah. I would have also accepted Kirk Cousins. These boys are tied. <laughs> 14 touchdowns. Turkey boy. Who leads the league in interceptions? Who was on the negative end?
1: Uh, oh, who has thrown most interceptions? Yes. Uh, give me Mac Jones. Actually, it's Jimmy Garoppolo with really? eight. Really, Jimmy G? Jimmy I feel like G. he hasn't been in enough games. I know,
0: but apparently he's turning it over. And who's been sacked the most so far in this in this
1: season? <sighs> sacked the most i gotta think who's got a fucking junk offensive line i gotta go daniel jones i know he missed a game but god that guy was getting on his back
0: actually you're in the right division it's sam howell he's been sacked 34 times already god damn i didn't think they had a bad offensive line that's kind of surprising surprising he must be holding on the ball a lot i think he runs around with it um he does all right running backs real quick who thinks who leads in running back yards
1: uh who's got my number one uh (coughs) Oh, is it McCaffrey?
0: It's McCaffrey with 553 yards uh, on the ground. And who leads the league in rushing touchdowns?
1: That's McCaffrey.
0: Actually, it's Mostert with nine.
1: after this week, that's (laughs) right. That's
0: right. Uh, Wide receiver yards. Who's leading in wide receiver yards? Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, 814 yards already. He could break 1,000 if he plays this week. Um, Who also leads receiving touchdowns?
1: Uh, I'm going to go Tyreek.
0: Tyreek, six, that's yeah. right.
1: Who that's how Tua le- got them all. That's right, that's how Tua's collecting them.
0: Who uh, leads the league in sacks? we on the defense now.
1: Uh, sacks, is it Miles Garrett?
0: No, it's actually two guys. I'll give you another guess.
1: Uh, Joey Bosa.
0: It's TJ Watt and Daniil oh. Hunter, both with
1: eight. I was. I meant to say Nick Bosa, but I apologize. Uh, wow, yeah, Daniil's having a good... Good season, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Daniil's collecting. Uh, and now there's multiple people with three interceptions. So who has the most interceptions returned for touchdowns?
1: Uh, returned for TDs. Is it Duran Bland?
0: <laughs> it's Duran Bland with the <laughs> yeah, two. that's my boy. Duran Bland with the two. And uh, field goals. There is seven players in the league that have not missed still. But who has the most made field goals now in the league How we for knew, this year? I'm...
1: Well, it's not Jake Moody. We know that mm. uh, had himself a bad week. I'm, I gotta go, Justin Tucker. I mean, they just had a crazy field goal game, and it's yeah, Houston's Cami
0: Fairbairn. Is
1: it? That's uh, yeah. that also doesn't surprise me. Alright, so those are the
0: stats so far. But again, we you know, there's always already bye weeks and stuff like that, so it's not very fair. But I'm I'm getting you guys caught up on who's leading the league in stats. Uh, and then finally a crazy stat. I'm gonna return to Raheem Mostert, who has eleven total touchdowns. And you said nine on the crown, eleven total touchdowns. This excuse me, this year through six games. Only Sean Sean Alexander had more with 12 touchdowns through six games in 2005, back when he won the NFL MVP. Year. Yes, yes. And then uh, also he is averaging 5.3 yards per carry this year, Raheem Mostert, which is the best since it's ever been really uh, recognized, I guess, back to 1966. Oh he's he's beating Bo Jackson and uh, the other greats. Uh, Jamal Charles had an amazing year back then, too. So yeah, uh, Raheem Mostert. God. Yeah,
1: uh, Raheem Mostert's also an amazing running back in that like he's having his best years as he gets older. Yeah, like it's crazy. He's thirty one years old. Like his first four seasons, he didn't do shit, and now he's thirty one and he's just crushing.
0: I, I mean, Mike McDaniel's knows how to set up running backs for That's success. True. Those are my crazy stats. That is our show, you guys. I don't know what's happening. I'm falling apart. So let's wrap it up before we all uh, we, we all fall apart here. We're all getting sick. Dan, please, parting words of wisdom.
1: We are a third of the way through the season, officially. Oh no. It is the end of week six. We're going into week seven. There are only 18 weeks. That's it. So we get to do this all over again two more times. So if you had a bad third of the season, you better get that shit right. Uh, because it's coming up quick, man. Uh, by the end of the second third, the second period of the season, we're going to know who the haves and the have-nots are. We've already got an idea, but, man, uh, sure would be nice to, to start the second period with a win here. Uh, I can't win on the bye week, but uh, everybody else, you're more than welcome to it. I, I wish everybody the best this weekend.
0: There you go. Yeah, we should. Yeah, just switch it over from quarters to periods now for the NFL. Makes sense. <laughs> All righty, guys. Thanks again for joining another great episode of the Push Off Podcast. I'm Scott. And, and we will see you right here next week. Good.